courage is doing things despite the fear. What you're really trying to do at a fundamental level is have impact. Because this blonde means business. Hey everyone, welcome back to This Blonde Means Business. I'm your host, Natasha Volopov, here with Stephen Farrell of Fishtown Creative. Fishtown Creative, Stephen Farrell, great to be here, Natasha, thanks. <laughs> um, Stephen was my producer at one point for the show. He really took to the next level. And so once he started his own media business, Fishtown Creative, I took it upon myself to utilize him as an awesome entrepreneur to tell his story on my podcast. So this is you sitting on the other side of the table today. I'm glad to have finally made it on the show. That's true. I, it did take a while, but it normally takes a while because typically, and I'll say this in like almost every episode introduction, it'll be like, oh, this has been a long time coming. Or like, oh, we've meaning to do this for a while now. And like, I, it just happens to be in every single episode because it's every single person I interview. Yeah, it's great so to be So don't take here. it offensively is my point. No, I'll take it however I want to take it. Okay, And I will be fine. offended, but you're a friend, so I forgive you. Ah. Uh, Good. Thank Let's, you. I want to talk about business because <laughs> that's all I want to talk. I mean, Great. I'm a brunette who means business and you're blonde mm -hmm. who means business. Yeah. So just hit me. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Steven, what was your college major and did you ever think that you would start your own creative agency or business? My major was broadcast journalism. And no, I never did think I was starting my own business. I've always been scared of business. Mm -hmm. I always never thought I had the acumen to run my own business. So. Did you want to be like a weatherman or a TV reporter? I was a weatherman and TV reporter. Wow. So I worked, for, uh, I worked in broadcast news for a few years while in college mm -hmm. um, and out of college. And yeah, it just didn't pay a lot of money. Yeah. And I, was, I had an interest in that once. Yeah. And then I had a business SVP be like, you can be on air for anything. Go go be well-versed in a subject and then be a subject matter expert on air and get paid for both. And I thought that was really sound advice Yeah, for I'm, someone who wasn't personally passionate about broadcast specifically. Yeah. Um, good advice. And like every, the landscapes change, you can just become good at it for free Yeah, on TikTok and Instagram and you'll grow a following. And then, then you can then transition to traditional media. So what did you do after broadcast? This um, is crazy. I took a train from Oklahoma City to Dallas and then from Dallas to L.A. So I just was like, it was the recession just happened. Um, Obama was about to be elected or just got elected. And the economy was in the shit. You know, tank was the whole housing mortgage crisis. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I was like, I can be poor anywhere. I'm just going to be poor in L.A. <laughs> so I moved out to L.A. I waited tables for like a year. Then I got a job, you know, being an assistant editor. And then you randomly do stuff for people over the years. And I learned all these different skills that I now need to tell stories. How did it start? It started because I moved to Philadelphia about two and a half years ago, and I was driving through this neighbor neighborhood, spoiler alert, called Fishtown. No way. And I'm like, this no is way. a really creative area. I'm a creative person. Um, I'm self-employed. I've got some good clients at the time, Pet Boys and some other nonprofit work uh, doing storytelling. I was like, the economy here is so diverse. Why not start my own uh, creative agency or video production company? And I saw the murals in Fishtown. I've never been there, but I was like, I bet you this is where the creatives live. So I saw that fishtowncreative.com wasn't taken, and so I purchased it. And then and that's it. it. And then there you go. Then all the creative energy like sucked into my body like an infinity stone. Love that. And I didn't have to learn anything. Steven also does part-time comedy on the side, stand-up. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but you really should. Um, okay, so you moved here from... From Los Angeles. LA. Yeah, I was there for 10 years, and I just had always had a passion for Philadelphia, and the grittiness of the city and hoagies. Okay, so in LA, <laughs> it's going to be so hard to keep this one on topic for this 30-minute quick interview or less. Um, in LA, you were doing lots of different kinds of video production. I'm assuming a little bit more artistic work versus corporate work, which I know this from modeling in Philly, right, where 
if, if you were to send me to an LA to model, like I would not be doing the modeling I'm doing here. Like here's very much commercial. You'd be doing real modeling work there. Maybe, probably not. You'd be doing a lot of fashion stuff, I believe. Yeah, well, and that's how New York Product. is too. But it's different, you know, the arts. When we talk about the arts in Philly, obviously we have like the Kimmel and the Merriam and things of that nature. But in Philly and, and around this area, the surrounding area is very much corporate. So a lot of the work you do here, I'm assuming, is corporate clients. So talk it about is, that yeah. difference in clientele and in geographical, like, you know, regioning and kind of how yeah. that affects your own creative process. Interesting question. That's a good question. Thank um, you. No, really. I try. No. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> so in LA, I did a lot of different uh, movie marketing. So you show up to a set and you interview a director and the cast of blah, blah, movie Hunger Games and see what mm -hmm. the process is for, a, you know, you're doing like a lot of freelance work for movies, for commercials, like you Sounds said. Sounds super boring. Super boring. All your friends, if you were there, you'd be like, hey, I got this passion project. I only have $1,000. I need you for 20 days. So you do a lot of that when you move there. You do yeah. a lot of people's passion projects. And then you get burnt out on that. And then you start well, I was going to say, if you're working for yourself for a thousand dollars for 20 days, that does sound like, yeah, but this could be the project that gets picked up. Mm, okay. I get and, it. I get you it. Know, this is like the, the pitch to HBO. So yeah. it's really about having a dream and then watching it being crushed slowly mm -hmm. by like, you know, you know how a diamond's made. Yeah. Under you know, pressure. Coal. Yeah. So, yeah. but the, there's a lot of coal in that. So you're either <laughs> the coal who gets crushed yeah. and then out of that, your friend becomes the diamond or, okay. you know, you become the diamond, but mostly you're just coal. So were you the coal or were you the diamond when you worked in LA? I cool. I mean, mm. I, I really, I, I, I just stopped caring because it just turned into a, it's being a creative and doing video. There's Martin Scorsese, there's Chris, there's Christopher Nolan. And then there's people like me who do it. Uh, I'm a service provider. I'm like, a, this is the best analogy, but I'm like a plumber or someone to come fix your, your fridge. It's you're, you're offering a service for someone mm -hmm. and they need you to create a video. Some of it can be artistic. A lot of it is. Yeah. But well, at the end I of the day, it's, say, it's a service you provide to someone. You do provide the service, but I, I will correct you here and I will interject and say that I would argue you're actually more than that because a plumber can fix an issue, right? But they, and they might exercise a certain aspect of their brain to come, come up with a creative solution to let's say a, a plumbing problem. Right. But at the end of the day, you are inputting your own opinions and your own ideas into the, the end work product or the end result, you know? Yeah. And I have better plumbers crack. I think, I think I do. <laughs> I've got a better booty. I wouldn't mm. know, but if anyone, I don't know. I don't I know. It's even that sink really quick. No. So yeah, it's your, I guess <laughs> I, I just, serious. I was it, like, what's thing? We were filming in his apartment yeah. where he works out of, um, work from home. Well, you, you also work from different locations. TikToks, but... This is a great place for your TikToks. Yeah. All that to say, yes, there is something creative that goes into every job. I have been doing this for 15 years now, and I've done really cool stuff. I've done really boring stuff. Mm -hmm. I do stuff mostly How now. do you stay motivated through the boring stuff? How do you stay motivated through the corporate client who you don't really care about, who just needs a video done, you know, versus a fun movie project that mm -hmm. could be the diamond, that could be the hidden gem? Let me tell you, Natasha, I have a child. <laughs> That takes Not care yet. of everything. Not yet. You no. don't get that choice anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, because yeah. like when you know I need to make this much amount of money to, you know, for this, for, you know, car and house and rent and food, like mm -hmm. that kind of takes that away. I say pre-child, you can kind of have that freedom. Yeah. Because if I really wanted to, I could wait tables part time, make just enough money for rent and then do all these passion projects. Right, right, I right. I could right, pursue right. comedy and make that short film and, you know, but when it's... I know it's different now that like when you have kids and stuff. So I think it's really about what kind of part of life you're in. So would you say that your son is like a big motivator for your success? Um, 
Yeah, I think it's I, that's another reason I started Fishtown Creative is you want to like leave something you know to your kids and mm-hmm. so yeah. But I, I think it's just um, also going back to the economy so diverse here too. It's like I can I have a corporate client; they're the, like the largest direct mailer in the country. I also have uh, different clients that are marketing agencies, and it's fun. We do stuff for Nike, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I'm literally in a room hitting a camera, and they're talking about really boring stuff. Like it's really, I don't know. Like it's if, if people pay your rate. As a freelancer, then mm-hmm. what do I care? The what money it, goes in the bank the same way. Right. Well, what is it like to be your own, you know, boss, to, to be an entrepreneur, but in the sense of also being like a freelance entrepreneur that, you know, you're really determining the level and the amount of work that you get uh, monthly. What does that talk about that pressure maybe or expectation for yourself that you have um, securing those clients, doing the marketing, right, of your yeah. of yourself and your business? I've been, I think it's different for everyone. I think I am not to like toot my own horn, but I'm, toot un- it, toot it. I'm unique in a way where I can have, I have the technical skill set to perform a task, whether that's record an interview, but I can also conduct the interview and I can produce and I can direct. Yeah. So and I'm, I'm a people person. I'm an extrovert. So no way. <laughs> I've never had to like fight for clients and like send out stuff like that. It's yeah. usually just through having friends. Generally it'll come up in a conversation. Hey, this guy does video. And Hey, guess what? If you're work and your technical skills are really good, then people will come yeah. to you. Well, and you know I'm laughing. I'm making funny saying no way, you know, that you're extroverted because we had <laughs> yeah. just gotten to talk. Uh, number one, I know you personally, but then we had just gotten into talking about before we hit the record button, how you live out of a building that is, um, you know, a communal apartment space. There's a lot of different people here with a lot of different careers, needs, video needs, and how you've really networked within your home life, right? Your work from home environment to kind of secure additional clients for yourself. So talk about the process of maybe securing or sourcing some of the clients that you do, um, that even come to you without you necessarily like trying without you going out and, and selling yourself with people just coming to you. Take the money you would spend on ads or direct mailers or whatever it is, get a new client, 500 to $1,000 a month, and put that towards a rent. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Be in a building where wealthy people are. It's just like your parents said, like, you are who you are around. I know I butchered that, but it's really true. Put, or join the Fittler Club. No, or, the people you surround yourself with. So surround yourself by people who are smarter than you. Like, I don't know shit about business generally. Mm-hmm. I'm YouTubing stuff all the time. I ask friends. I have, like, someone I pay once a week to tell me. Am I doing this right? Am I doing my taxes right? Am I doing my LLC stuff right? And all these people you meet in a like-minded community. That might be an apartment building. That might be a social club. That might be a fantasy football club. It might be, uh, I don't know, whatever your thing is. Like you, you, There's that social aspect that you have to put yourself out, out there. Well, network. I like to call it networking, I was just about to yeah. say. right? That's, that's it. Your network is your net worth, vice versa, all the above. That sounds like a good book. Yeah, I'm writing one. I'm writing one. It's not going to be called that, though. It's going to be called The Small Means Business. Spoiler alert. Um, Let's get back to talking about more of your passions, which is obviously the creative process and creating and producing and filming and all the things you do. Talk about your exact... That's not my passion. What is your passion? Sorry, I didn't let you finish the... No, I was going to say talk about your passion. Talk about the exact services of Fishtown Creative. I wanted you to plug a little bit of, of your services. I don't know. The video stuff, it's just a job to me now. Really? I know how terrible that is. Wow. It's, it's just a I'm job. Like, oh, okay. I don't know if I love that answer for My, you. No, it's like, here's the thing. You hire me, I'm going to give you the best. Like, I am here for you. I'm going to give it my all. But mm-hmm. it's just, it's, um, I don't know, when you do something for a long time, it's, you know, you're used to the process. You can be creative for anyone. But my passion would be comedy, making people laugh. Mm-hmm. People. I love people and meeting new people and networking. And, uh, yeah. 
Wow. Being silly. Just like the what? I'm surprised. I wasn't anticipating that answer. I mean, it's a good answer, though. It's neat because I had just interviewed a different entrepreneur last week that was like, I've been in the same career for 25 years around that or something. And they're like, and I love it. It's my passion. I found what I, it's my dream job. I'm doing what I love to do. And I just think that that goes to show that people in their careers can, can have both a job that is fulfilling or a job that pays the bills or a job that is maybe at the intersection of both, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, again, back to Fish on Creative, plug what, what your services are, um, just for someone listening who's interested yeah. in, in knowing more about the business itself. So even though I'm not passionate about, no, I'm just <laughs> So I do videos for your, your company, your website. I do commercials, branded content, vertical content, uh, you know, anything that's video that's on social media, social media or the, the big screen, I do. Mm -hmm. Talk about any cool perks or benefits that you've gotten from maybe clients. You mentioned Nike. Did you ever get a free pair of like Air Force yeah. Ones? So or? Phil Knight was about to walk through the building and they're like, well, we can't have you wearing those bands. So they're like, here's these Air Force Ones. I'm not a Nike guy. That's the only pair of Air Force Ones I have. And really? I got to like create a custom Nike shirt. Are you being shirt. serious? Yeah. I totally made that example up. I totally just like yeah. made that up. Got I some no free clip. Nike, some Air Force Ones with jewelry cool. on it. So yeah, there's there's cool swag you can get. Yep. Um, or um, yeah, free stuff. What's been hard about starting Fish on Creative, about being an entrepreneur? Well, yeah, it's it's this the self um, being your own boss. Like I work mm -hmm. really well next to people and I actually work better in an office environment. Mm -hmm. So even though I could work from home and this is a nice place, whatever, I have to go sit next to someone who's working in a completely different industry in insurance just so I can have some accountability because I'm my own worst enemy when it comes to getting work done. So mm -hmm. it's, I might say I'm going to get... How do you break the procrastination cycle when you don't want to edit something for a client that you know is due or needs to be done? Like oh. what, what do you do to get yourself to focus? And this is something that... I might learn oh, and take so a page easy. from because self, I get so distracted. You self-sabotage yourself. You tell them on Monday, I'll get this to you by Thursday end of day, or I get maybe on Wednesday, you say, I'll get, you, I'll get it to you by, so you have to literally honor your own word. Yep. So, I call them artificial deadlines, right? Like yeah. the client might not know the difference of yeah. if, if what a reasonable timeline is between Thursday or Friday sponsored by Duncan, not really, yeah. but you know, you saying that you have to have it done by Thursday forces you to get it done. And that's what I do in the corporate world all the time for myself. Yeah. And also another trick I would tell people, and I hope my clients aren't watching this, but never tell someone how good you are at what you do or how quick you are. Cause I'm crazy fast at everything. Yeah, I do it in corporate America. You don't ever return a task the minute it gets sent to you, yeah. right? The minute it gets done, you, you parcel that out, you manage your own time and you kind of level set the expectation of what you want your work pace to be, right? Is that kind of what you're getting exactly, at? Exactly. Yeah. So same thing applies. Interesting. And what's been the most rewarding part? I know you mentioned maybe having something to pass on to your son one day oh, or the, most, the money, the money, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you work? Uh, yeah. The security yeah. of my, uh, you know, yes, yeah, money yeah, doesn't yeah. make you happy. No, it's, it's nice to not worry about it. I grew up very poor. Like my, sorry, mom, but like she would make all my clothes. I never had the new Jordans. We went to pay less. So it's nice to, it's like the little things make me happy. Having different kinds of soda or drinks in my fridge, being able to afford a steak mm -hmm. every other night. Now I'm not going to do that every other night, right. but being able to like treat myself, that's what, and that's comes from having money. Yeah. So in the self, I like having freedom, like knowing that someone's else dealing with bullshit with their job in an office. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on the roof right now editing in the sunlight and I don't have to deal with that corporate bullshit. Very cool. A lot of people can't say that. What do you want to talk about that we haven't already? What do you want people to know? What do you want them to know about Fish on Creative? I just want y'all get prepared for the looming uh, recession and that we're all going to be <laughs> homeless by the end I of I did just year. make a reel about that. This I was like, a warning. Hmm. no. Um, I, re I really, I just, 
like I, when you told me you're going to have me on your podcast, I was like, well, this is like the self-employed, self-employment one because I don't know if you have a passion for it. I'd say get used to failing, get used to sucking a lot. And if you just keep at it, I mean, some of my episodes suck. They're, all of them are great. You're, you're going to get better at whatever you do. Do YouTube university, no matter what industry you're doing. I've learned so much more outside of college when it comes to the technical skills of what I do. Sure. Whether it's graphic design or writing or video production or blah, blah, PR, you can learn so much more after school um, by just being self-taught and, you know, just gradually getting better at what you do. Mm -hmm. Because it's not going to happen overnight. It's just getting... It does. It takes time. Yeah. I like, there's like a quote or I read something or I forget where I found this, but it was like 1% every day, 1% better. And that might not be like... Overall, that might be in one aspect of your life. You might be physically 1% better because you, you worked out. Whereas one day you might be 1% better at your job or in, in developing your business or 1% better personally with yourself or your own like spiritual goals, whatever, you know, but that, yeah. that progress is, I think what you're emphasizing. You mentioned comedy being stand-up comedy, being a real passion of yours. What is the funniest joke you can tell us right now? I wouldn't say stand-up comedy. Comedy in general comedy, then? Joke? Um... Do you think you're funny? I don't know. Not you know really. some people who are into comedy don't think they're actually funny or vice versa. They think they're hilarious and then maybe they aren't. Oh, God. If anyone says they're hilarious, they're not. Like, who says they're funny? Like, <laughs> some people do. I've, where's the listen. self-awareness in that? I don't know. I um, I mean, you should just say dance clown. Do you mean this? I don't know a joke off the top of my head. You can't think of any? No. I, I, do, I mean, I don't do stand-up. Knock, knock. I'm a situational person. Okay. Who's there? We're all going to die someday. So try not to take it life too seriously. Embrace the moment. None of us are making out of this alive. Do the silly thing. Make a TikTok. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Don't. No, and that's that really is, I think. Yeah. That's something I think you embody is like life is short. Do what you want to do. Don't hold back. You know, yeah. you've encouraged me to like, I think, go out on a limb with my own brand with this entire podcast um, more than one time in the time that I've known you. So. Yeah. And literally it's... um. If you have good friends, that's that's all you need. Amen. With that, anything else? Uh, fishtowncreative.com, fishtown.creative on Instagram. My TikTok is struggling. It's I need to be do me Someone a, help him. I need to be more in TikTok. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Awesome. Guys, thanks so much. Steven, thanks so much for being here. Steven Farrell, the founder of Fishtown Creative. Go check them out him out um go follow the tiktok help him out help him out on tiktok check me out on hinge i'm on hinge (laughs) love that shameless plug and stay tuned for the next episode the next cool business i will feature until next time